that's an exciting topic today and I'm sure of great interest to the majority, if not entirety, of my dear audience. I have Rachel Bonking joining me today to discuss how we can retrain our brains through yoga and meditation. Rachel is a yoga and meditation teacher. She's also a life coach, a mindset coach, with a significant background in life coaching and meditation. She's also the founder of Revealing Vasra, where she has been organizing some amazing yoga retreats in some stunning locations around the globe. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. It's really nice having you here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the introduction. It's really, really nice to be here. Of course. So what got you started in yoga and meditation? Tell me a little bit about your background so that the audience gets to know you a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I have a background in economics. <laughs> so I went for the corporate uh, career. So I was a medical, uh, I was a um, operational director for a medical market research company. So I did this with great fun. It was really nice. It was a lot of traveling around the globe. It was really nice giving presentations. At a certain point, there were 100 people in our staff, so a lot to be operationally busy with. And it was, it was, really, it was really nice. And to a lot of stress. Um, so to de-stress a little bit and to recharge, I used to go on yoga retreats. Didn't have too much with yoga, but the environment was always nice and a bit of yoga was nice. So I started doing that. And at a certain point, um, as you do, <laughs> you get to this point in the Wadi Rum Desert of Jordan. That was during a silent retreat. I really started wondering if this is it. It's like, am I going to do this for another 20, 30 years? is the reaching for more is that the path like a bigger car a bigger house more money more staff more 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 seemed to be the word and i was wondering is there not some, something more <laughs> in life than just this um i wasn't i think the main reason why i quit because i quit just like that i think the main reason was that i started to dislike the person I was becoming right. and that was quite a, a, a big moment a dark moment uh, to realize that it's like who am I becoming always is focusing on more and being ambitious is great mm -hmm. being passionate is great but this was blind ambition I was just going for it so I quit and most people said you will be a coach um and something like that so i'm like i'm not sure about that because listening to people's problems for eight to ten hours per day i'm not entirely sure if i want to do that and being passionate as i am is like what if i want to grow it's like then i have to hire other coaches and then we're doing operational stuff again so i'm not sure about that so very very cliche i went to india to bali yep. and to italy <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, rings that that might ring a bell <laughs> so eat pray love um but i didn't know i was doing that so it became it was very spontaneous i first went to india to do volunteering work even so all the cliches are there and then the monsoon came and i'm like oh i really like bali i went there a couple of years ago uh, let's go back and then there was a little bit of a love affair in india's with someone from Italy so I had to check that out wow <laughs> <laughs> so um and it's in Italy that everything came together I just wrote down everything that I liked 
um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to organize yoga retreats because it has to have people. By now, I really like yoga. Um, I, I always told my boss I can do it better. So let's prove it. Let's be our own boss and just go for it. So that's what I've been doing um, for the past uh, 10 years now. Lovely. So organizing yoga holidays around the globe. Um, from Costa Rica to Chile, from France to Italy, to Ibiza, to everywhere, Morocco, where I lived. And uh, then we had the beautiful year of COVID yep. with not too much travel going on, <laughs> as in zero. So I was up to the point of doing 12 to 15 yoga retreat weeks per year. And then last year we did one, one in Italy, very grateful for that one. Um, so then I, I started doing online meditations. And this is what I do now together with, with the coaching. So that's a little bit the, the process of how did I get to where I'm now. And the, the yoga and the meditation, they go together. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely go together when you look at the old scriptures as well. But for a lot of people now, they're very separate. And sometimes people say I'm into yoga, but the meditation stuff I don't do. Yeah, sure. And Or I'm really into meditation, but I don't like the postures. But for me, they go hand in hand. It's it's more or less the same. Um, so that's a little bit how I Love how it. I got into it. How I I definitely want you to talk a little bit more about this link that you see between mm. meditation. But before that, I also want to ask you, what pushed you into that career? Was there a feeling that made you um, have this decision, take this decision? and solidifying in your head that this is what I'm going to do from now on. Um, at which point did that become clear in your head? This is going to be my future. Was there a feeling um, or was there another reason that pushed you to that? I think one very important thing, um, a lot of people get inspired sometimes by the story. And one thing that I keep hearing myself repeat is please don't quit your job right. out of instantly. Um, because financial security is really important. And if you really have no clue what to do, it could be very fearful to quit your job. Of course, the first day feels great, but then it might become fear. And I think what is really, really important is that the day that I quit, um, I had no fear whatsoever. Right. There was complete trust that it would be fine. And I really had no idea that I would do that because I've done the yoga a little bit, but it wasn't, it was just to recharge. It was nice holidays, nice venues. And then even when after doing the yoga teacher training in India, it's like, yes, I really like yoga. I want to do something more, but if it's only the teaching, I'm not sure yet. So what pushed me there is that I really wanted to lead a meaningful life. Yeah. Might sound a bit woohoo, but that is what it is because I found the meaning in the corporate because yeah. you have a massive influence on if there's a hundred people staff, there's a hundred families. You definitely influence, you have an impact on the HR policy. How do you deal with people? How do you deal with each other? Definitely meaningful, but I thought I can, I can do something in a very different way um, where it's not all about the more. Yeah. So it's with passion and ambition, but not always wanting the more part. So I think this is one of the things that triggered me the most is like doing something completely different that I really like. Yeah. It's yeah. like the teaching aspect is something that I really, really like. And I reevaluated it last year. 
because everything was like upside down. So beautiful, perfect time to reevaluate. It's like, do I really want to do retreats? Do I really want to teach? It's like, that was a question. I, okay, I, I took time or I pushed myself into taking time, but the answer was yes, I want to teach. There's no question. I want to guide people. I don't think I can help anyone, but I can guide and support so many people. And this is definitely what I wanted to do. And um, I saw the the yoga retreats that I was in. And I think one of the one of the triggers was that I just put everything together that I really liked. And my ambition was to put the best yoga retreats out there. So the ones that I would want to go on. And this is still the case. It's like when I when I look for new venues, I'm like, oh, I, I wish I could be a participant <laughs> instead of being the teacher and the organizer, because it is a little bit different. It's like as long as you have that, that you really believe in your product or in your in in the venue or in the retreats itself. And then in the beginning, because of my own insecurity as a teacher, um, I always work together with more experienced teachers. So the ones who had their own studios or 10 years of experience. Back then, I thought if you have 10 years of experience, you must be good. Yeah. I have rethought that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was really good to to start out. And then after a while, I really liked the synergy. It's like two very different teachers even is really nice for participants. So I did that for the first of maybe 10, 15 retreats that you had two teachers um, which was really, really nice. And then I could grow and I could like go for two, three teacher trainings per year and get more experience myself. Um, because I thought it was, yeah, you're not paying for a teacher who only has three months of experience. You need more experience. Um, so that's a little bit how it, how it went. So the, the, the trigger to put, yeah, to lead and to live a meaningful life and just to have, to have, fun in your job and not and keep getting a little bit more of that work-life balance it wasn't all about the job yeah definitely and it sounds like it was more of an instinctive decision as well there was that intuition inside of you that this is it I'm gonna do it and it felt right um so I'm very glad and I'm sure all your students are very glad that you actually had your uh your your gut you followed your gut that's really good definitely it's, I mean, the same transition is happening now because there's a new transition now for me that I'm moving from yoga to more meditation. Sure. And it's the same transition. It's like, do I really like that? Do I really want to do that? And it's like, yes, I do. But you do have to um, say goodbye a little bit to the yoga. Yeah. It's like, and then like shifting and moving and pivoting a little bit towards meditation, which is again, really, really nice to do because I really enjoy every morning when I uh, teach, I teach on Zoom, sure. the next challenge has started. It's like every morning I'm like, yeah, this is, this is fun and it's nice and people have a lot of, get a lot of value out of it. So I think the fun aspect is sometimes underappreciated. <laughs> so you can really have fun in your job. It doesn't have to be so difficult. And it sounds like the uniqueness of what you're offering and what you're teaching is that you first believe into that and you enjoy that first and that shows, right? And when you're actually creating a product or a service that you want to be a customer to start with, that means that you're actually going to put 100% of 
of your mind and soul into that and it's going to be successful you need to enjoy that it seems like you do that and you build a lifestyle around that as well yes if you if you if you believe in what you're doing it's like i i think i work more than the average person whatever the average person is but i think i work more but it doesn't feel like it because today, but why am I so tanned? I took, I took two hours to sit in the garden with my mother. It's like no problem whatsoever. I, and I can take another six hours tomorrow, but I'll work on Sunday. There's no weekend. It's just, it's all more fluid and you can make your own job. And that, that, that brings in the fun aspect. Um, that sounds lovely. Awesome. And tell me a bit, how did, getting training in yoga and meditation starting your own business out of that how did that shape your life what is your life like right now are you feeling more recharged are you feeling more entertained are you feeling more optimistic as a result what, what is happening as a result of this decision um many things i think yoga in hand meditation have have changed just about every single aspect of my life for the better for example, I've moved to Morocco as an, as an experiment. I keep saying that I'm not an impulsive person, but I was there for the first time in my life. And I looked around and I'm like, oh, this is nice because I was looking for a new venue. I'm like uh, in Asawira, a little fisherman's village in, in Morocco. I'm like, oh, this looks nice. Looked around, I'm like, oh, I could live here. And then at the same time, I'm like, I could live here. What? what how what you don't know a single person here this is a muslim country you don't even know what that means you what what are you thinking and at that time i had a really good uh yoga school coaching practice at the time i was still giving massages as well in antwerp there was no reason whatsoever to move right. um all my friends my mom everybody there and i'm like i moved three months later i lived in morocco because it felt good. Felt and right. this is something I would, would have never done. It's like, because of a feeling, and I mean, tick all the boxes, all the rationale. I mean, look at me, I, I don't fit in to a Moroccan society. <laughs> it's like just the, um, but it felt good. And I felt at home and I felt at home for four years. Lovely. And even the Darija, which is the, the, the local uh, Arabic, of course, I don't understand anything of that, but I, I could get it. It's like I could understand a little bit of what they're talking about. And I felt super welcome. And exactly the same thing happened in Portugal right. a year and a half ago. I was there. I looked around looking for a venue again. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I think I can live here. And I moved. So one huge aspect is the feeling, trusting your gut. Is, is easy is very easy people say that very easily but to really do it is you need to have the trust and this is something that i didn't have i mean keeping the control was more the path and this is where i want to go and, and this these are the steps that i want to take but now i leave it open so this is one taking care of my own body yeah because of the yoga if you if you feel your body every single morning then you don't need to go on a diet or something. You feel that you've eaten a bit too much. <laughs> it's like, we need to cut down a bit. Or it's just a lot more feeling with the body. And because of the meditation, right. there's the awareness of 
um, energy, for example, people taking your energy or you allow them to take your energy or surrounding yourself with people who recharge you. Um, so becoming much more aware of basically everything. I think this is how yoga and meditation have changed more or less everything uh, for the better in my life. And I, it's like, I still drink wine, um, but not the whole bottle. Yeah. You're more um, you can super aware because I would drink a bottle, bottle and a half, two bottles before, and I wouldn't even feel it. And I would be a little bit proud of it. Now I know that that's not that good because you have no sense with the body anymore. Or I would drink an espresso before going to bed <laughs> after dinner. And it's like, well, I can sleep, no problem. It's like, now I'm awake for two days. <laughs> but I see that as a good thing because you're, you're in tune with your body. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's like, do you need sleep? Do you need to recharge? Just honoring your body a little bit more and your mind. Um, so the awareness part, yoga meditation could just equal in the definition to awareness. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, how do you, let's go back to the first point that you raised. How do you think yoga and meditation are linked? How are they connected? What is that bond there? And why someone should actually do both? Or do they need to do both? Or should they just pick one and that's enough? Well, sneakily, is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> it's very sneaky that if you do yoga, the asana, the practice, the pretzeling on the mat, yep. you also meditate in a way. Mm -hmm. If you meditate, you also do yoga. It all depends on your definitions. Okay. So the definition of yoga as given by Patanjali, which is um, a sage, um, we're talking 2000 years before the common era. He says, yoga is that state of mind where you're stilling the fluctuations of the mind. So this is a definition of yoga. This, there's many more, many old, older scriptures, but if we stick to this one, which most yoga people know, um, it's, it's stilling the fluctuations of the mind. What is stilling the fluctuations of the mind? As meditation, I would think. Yeah. Meditation is exploring the mind according to Tibetan Buddhism, for example. So that's, that's the meditation part. So you're exploring the mind, you're investigating the mind. It's like, what's on your mind is something that we say, but what is on your mind? And in the yoga sutras, so this could be like the yoga manual. <laughs> so how to get to that state. They only mention postures three times. Right. And then it's very vague. It says it needs to be stable and comfortable. So if you're in some pose and you're doing yoga and you're like, oh my God, how did this, that stable and comfortable. Um, so this is how they're, how they're linked. Um, so meditation is investigating the mind. Yoga in that definition is investigating the mind. And a lot of people come into um, yoga to feel better or to do fitness, which is yeah. fine, but you become more aware if you're doing these exercises on the mat, you'll become very aware of how unflexible you are. You don't need to be flexible to do yoga. You don't need to be fit. You don't need to be old, young, old doesn't matter. But if you take a little bit of time to just 
yeah, to just, if you're sitting like this, if you're just doing a twist to the right, to the left, it's like, you notice whether this goes really easy or like, oh, my back. Right. So you become more aware instantly. And the more aware we become, the more you become in, you, you get, you step into the present moment, which is meditation. Yeah. So that leads like, to the next question, Rachel, then. Is yoga for everyone? What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Meditation and yoga is for everyone. I think my, when we keep it to the physical side of yoga, um, you can't say you have favorite students, but I did have three of my favorite students in Antwerp. This is a while ago. And they were 80, 82, and 66 when they started with oh. yoga. So they asked me, um, can we start with yoga? And I then said, this is a while ago. Um, this was in Antwerp, this, this is maybe eight years ago. And I said, yeah, but I can't do chair yoga and senior yoga. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know how to teach that. So if you come to my classes, you'll just have to do the stuff that we do. We do it a bit slower or something, but we'll, we'll just have to figure that out together. But they just said, yeah, we like your energy. And uh, somebody recommended you. I'm like, okay. So we did everything that you would do in a normal Hatha yoga class, yeah. sun salutation and all. And we would just do it a bit slower, <laughs> but it was fantastic. It's, it, I have people, I've seen so many injuries and people from all sizes and weights, really the physical part of yoga, you can adjust every single posture, just becoming just the breathing part, for example, in a yoga class, is just learning a bit how to relax the belly truly relax everybody talks about diaphragmatic breathing and all difficult terms but just like just put your hands on your belly and just breathe a bit and just just relax that space above the navel that space underneath the navel and just just give that some space creating some space for yourself for the breath and just do that for three minutes and you'll feel different it's just becoming aware and it, so it all depends on, on on the definition but yoga for sure is for everyone um, as, especially nowadays you have yoga with goats you have yoga aerial yoga you've got yoga and wine you've got yoga and boxing yoga <laughs> um, I was just about to ask you on that so many types of yoga nowadays and there are also so many terms around yoga and meditation and Looking at it from outside, I'm sure that some people will be overwhelmed by all of this, especially if they haven't done yoga before or meditation, but they do want to start. What is your advice to them and how do you get started when there are so many options commercially nowadays on yoga, on yoga retreats, on meditation, all sorts of stuff? How do you know where to get started? What is good for you? What is good for your body? Um, what exactly is your differentiating factor there and how do you choose? Mm. It's, it's a really good question because it, it can definitely be very overwhelming. Um, I think it's one of the first things um, on how to get started with yoga, with meditation might be what is my intention? Right. Why do I want to do yoga? 
do I want to try it? Do I want to, why do I want to do yoga? What attracts me in yoga? And then, well, uh, Google is our best friend. So check, for example, um, online, which teacher that fulfills and who, who kind of like has things that you're like, okay, this is my intention. Um, of course, word of mouth is, is maybe even better, but let's, let's keep it to Google. And then um, I think this was, again, all the way in the beginning, um, I got the best marketing advice ever. <laughs> it wasn't very good for my ego, but it was really, really good. This was my very first yoga retreat. And um, I had some pictures of myself on the website. And there was one lady from the US. She's still a very good friend. And I tell the story, so it's fine. Um, and then I said, how do you, why did you pick my retreat? because there are so many retreats. This is 10 years ago, um, but there were already a lot of retreats. It's like, why did you pick my retreat? She's like, yeah, I'm completely new to yoga. But when I looked at your pictures, you don't look too flexible. And I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure if you can do all the poses. So if you can't do them, I for sure can't, don't need to do them. Yeah. So feeling safe with a teacher, I think, is really, really important. And when you look around and you look at websites of especially the physical part of yoga, you'll instantly see what kind of a teacher you have. On my website, there is not a single picture of me in a nice pose. Right. And we're 10 years later, I can actually I can do them, but I have zero interest in showing off and I want it to be safe. I want everyone to be able to come to my retreats because it's not about the postures or how you look it's about what you do you've got the aesthetic yeah. kind of yoga which is the instagram poses which is all of that which is great for certain people and then you have other people who don't find that too important yeah. if we look back at the scriptures if they only tell us that they need to be stable and comfortable, then it doesn't really matter where you put your head, <laughs> how high you can lift your leg. Um, so I think feeling safe and just experimenting, just everybody nowadays has free classes, I, like meditation as well. Do you like somebody's voice? Check what kind of um, education that they got. A lot of times uh, it's like, okay, if somebody has all kinds of like vinyasa is something that a lot of people know by now, vinyasa or shtanga yoga, then you instantly know that this person is all about the physique right. in the first place. Yeah. And if they follow, for example, more yin yoga, then it might be that it's a little bit more about the mindfulness part of it or traditional Chinese medicine. So you can read a lot from, from people's bio. Um, and also, do you want an older teacher, a younger teacher? <laughs> um, how do they, uh, yeah, how do they resonate with you? And nowadays you can, you can check on YouTube, everybody has their videos or SoundCloud. So just how do you resonate with them? Um, so feeling safe for me, I think, is the most important thing, especially for retreats yeah. um, that you that you feel safe and it doesn't really matter. That's cool. That's really, really good. And it's so important to connect to your teacher, as you said, and feel feel safe, feel like you can actually grow, you can learn, uh, you can trust yourself in that environment. 
um, and you can just be be yourself, right? Otherwise, you can't really be aware of yourself. You can't really tune in unless you feel safe um, and comfortable. It's, um, yeah, it's, that was going to be the title of my first book, uh, which it is, it's now Flex Your Mind, but the, the, the first, the title has been Just Be You for the past six years, because I think this is, this is what I keep telling people, just be you. It's when we start putting on our masks and when we try to pretend to be someone that we're not, it all goes wrong, because another like literal translation of the word yoga is union. And this is what we're all looking for, what we're craving for. We want more union, more connection with other people. And what we're very good at is hiding ourselves, which leads to not connecting. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And this is so nice. It's like whoever you are, wherever you're coming from, on the retreats, I always enjoyed people coming from, I don't know, nine different countries or something. It's, it's just fascinating that it opens up some worlds horizon, definitely definitely yeah lovely so with yoga and meditation being so trendy in trend right now do you think that people may may be chasing this and maybe going into yoga and meditation for the wrong reasons sometimes just because it's so commercially uh, published and talked about over and over again Everyone is going to yoga now. Everyone is trying out yoga. Everyone is going to become a certified yoga teacher, right? And again, there are so many yoga types, as you said, yoga for children, laughter yoga, all sorts of types. Do you think that people may be going into yoga for the wrong reasons sometimes? It's a good question. Um, you know, I have all good questions. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I can only um, I can only encourage people to go to yoga and meditation for whatever reason you go in. Some people go into the physical part only because of the physical part. It's like if you do um, Bikram yoga or sweaty hot yoga and it's because of wanting to lose weight, I'm happy already that you're doing something. Instead of having the awareness that you need to lose weight, but you're not doing anything about it. So definitely. And I think most people, the more that you get into it, you will come across, you'll, you'll get a bit curious about, is there a little bit more about it? Where does it come from? What are these sutra things? Is there a YouTube video about it? What's this talk about ahimsa the whole time, nonviolence? How does that work? So you probably get, curious because you'll follow more classes hopefully and go shopping a little bit in yoga land and meditation as well and I think um, right now as well we're in this transition zone as well if you have the the Maslow pyramid it's like we're 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 moving up so people are looking for more spiritual development personal development and if yoga and meditation can fill that gap or can be a gateway to more growth and to a different uh, way of, of being together and living together, I can only encourage it. It's the only thing is that both or neither are quick fixes. And that is sometimes portrayed a little bit wrong uh, in, 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 in the media because meditation is is quite hard 
sometimes people say, oh, I love to meditate. You put on some music and I almost fall asleep and I feel all chilled. I say, okay, but that's called <laughs> chilling, <laughs> which is great. I think most people need more chilling. There needs to be more chilling in this world and less worrying. But real meditation in my world, in my definition, is exploring the mind, is being curious in daily life. Why do I do the things that I do? And then on the mat, you could be like, why do I think the way that I think? Does it serve me? And when I sit here 10 minutes, I realize that I'm a bit angry. Sure. And when I sit here, I realize I'm a bit frustrated and I'm a bit scared. And that's why I react to that person or that's why I do the things that I do. In the core right now, I'm a bit afraid or I'm a bit jealous or I'm a bit this. So just becoming aware yeah. of that is just massively interesting, but it takes a little bit of time. And if you want to meditate, you need to learn how to concentrate first, which is difficult. And if you want to concentrate, you need to learn how to relax first. Mm -hmm. So it's in that order. Learn how to relax, learn how to concentrate, and then meditate. Meditation as in insight, insight into your own mind, exploring the mind. And then you can take it off the mat, off the cushion, whatever. But this relaxation part is quite difficult already. Because if you ask people, just sit there for five minutes waiting somewhere, anywhere, instantly the phone. We can't seem to be sitting anymore, doing nothing. Or we get we get anxious. Agitated, yeah, definitely, definitely. Or agitated, yeah. So relaxation first, and then concentration, and then insight. So it is a little bit of a process. And yes, you can do mindfulness minutes and you can do yeah. two minutes and three minutes and then build that up. But to get real results from meditation as such, ah, let's talk months, let's talk six months, let's talk seven months of very regular practice. Uh, maybe not every day, but regular three yeah. times a week for 15 minutes or every now and then twice a day. So it's not a quick fix. Same with yoga. I mean, some bodies adjust really quickly. I mean, flexibility-wise, the flexibility with most people comes really quickly yeah. with regular practice. Definitely. One hour a week of very soft, gentle, restorative yoga will not give you sensational results physically. Yeah. If you go to the gym half an hour a week, that's not going to give you sensational results and this is the thing that um we expect meditation and yoga to go really fast Absolutely. but everybody understands they're going to the gym being very unfit towards very muscled and very fit that takes six months a year and everybody accepts that but meditation i've tried that for a week nah doesn't That's for me nothing. <laughs> I mean, if you're very unfit, you go to the gym. I think you're, you have the same you have the same reasoning. That's not my thing. <laughs> um, but you don't stop with the gym because perhaps you will see results a little bit quicker. But the the results with meditation are also there. But we might not see them. It might be our environment that start noticing that. For example, you respond differently 
one thing that you can learn with, with meditation, this awareness, is that you learn how to respond instead of react. You Love can start, like this little moment where you can be like, you breathe, you're aware that you're hurt. Somebody says something, you're like, mm, you wanna react. But because of meditation, because of building in this little bit more of awareness, this conscious moment of, ooh, this hurts. Ooh, this is my ego. Ooh, I feel like an eight-year-old. I want to defend. And then you're like, but do I need to defend? No. So we can respond. Or double check, at least. Is this what you mean? Do you mean this in a, in a mean way, in a violent way? It's like, instead of instantly reacting, I think... This is, and if this is what people learn from yoga meditation, if then that's fine. And they, and you will, at a certain point, you get to more teachers and whatever your reason is to go to yoga or to meditation. I can only encourage people, whatever your reason is, uh, just be conscious about your expectations. You're not going to learn how to meditate yeah. in a week. Well, you can learn, but very insightful advice here so one step at a time don't rush into anything don't uh get too stressed about getting results um it will come eventually your environment may see the results before you so that's something to keep in mind and also i like the other thing that you said you first relax then you focus and then you actually meditate right then you are aware um, of you, of yourself, of your environment. So that's something to also keep in mind. I like the way that you put it there. Um, it gives a little bit more structure. How do you tackle this with your clients? How do you teach them how to relax to start with and then to focus and then to meditate and, and be aware? Because we are living in very stressful times for all of us. There's so, such turbulence in the world right now with, with COVID, with financial um, uh, situation being all over the place. So a lot of challenges for us mm. worldwide. People are stressed. People have so many different responsibilities. And I think that's something that you're also tackling in your book, uh, Flex Your Mind, for stressed people right how do you actually learn to meditate to relax tell us a little bit about that um one is going back to your intention mm -hmm. why do you want to do that so is it urgent enough does it hurt enough without it so um a lot of people say I'm too busy to meditate and then you've got this mega cliche it's like you have to meditate 20 minutes per day unless you're very busy then it's two hours per day yeah. once you understand that you become for example more productive because you can focus better your memory is better your helicopter view is better so you can take a distance and see is this really so dramatic or can we do something about this um, once you understand that it changes your relationships, that it changes the way you interact with people, that how you view life even, all from meditation. If you see that and believe that, and then I'm leaving out the physical part because every single day we have research coming out which proves that meditation actually changes your physical brain 
I mean, there's it, it. 20 years ago, this would be like cursing in the church, like we say in Dutch. It's something you, it's, it's, it's nonsense. But now they're actually like, no, you can, you can re rewire your brain. Right. Very simplistically said, but it, this is true. Um, so you really reduce the stress hormones. You relax your autonomic nervous system. And we all know what that does. So by doing that, once you know and believe or want to believe and give it a try and be like, okay, I'm not sure if I believe it already, but I'm willing to give it a try because this is what I need. Um, in my, I think the meditation challenges are one of the best things to start with the meditation because what I do first is do the breath work. Right. And keep coming back to it. And this is also just following the yoga sutras. This is, you have posture, then breathing, then concentration, then meditation. It's not something I invented. I'm just following the manual of, of what is yoga. Um, so first we talk a little bit about the posture, how you can sit, how you can lie down. And then the breath work, just relaxing the autonomic nervous system, whether that's with a little body scan or doing, it's called pranayama, just management of the breath. Um, what can you do to lengthen the breath a little bit to like really relax the body? Um, and then step by step. And um, I bring in a lot of different techniques. So I'm inspired by, on the one hand side, yoga, on the other side, Tibetan Buddhism. But I'm also inviting people and, and teaching um, uh, Abraham Higgs, right? Getting into the vortex. I mean, we do that meditation too. I give yoga nidra, which is a bit of a sleep meditation kind of thing. Um, so from many different angles, because there's a different meditation technique for every single person in a way. Like you're very different than me as a person, so you might like a different meditation technique. So whether this is mantras visualization or just mindfulness of breathing so giving people a lot of different techniques and then you stay with that technique for a little while it's like can you learn meditation from a book is, is a question I often get I think yes but going with a teacher especially a live teacher on a retreat or nowadays live online it will save you so much time because you can instantly ask the questions and they really take you on a path. So every single day now, for example, I'm still talking for 10, 15 minutes of the 30 minutes, but that's becoming less and less. Sure. And then I give them more time and every, like every Friday, that's today, this morning I was silent for 20 minutes. Right. And then you can do your own meditation, but that's just once a week, but just being together. So this would also be a really good tip is find a community right if they ever let us out again a lot a, a real life person community um and otherwise online there's many people meditating together on a on a global scale even every now and then you've got thousands of people meditating together just try that out yeah. and feel do you feel something is it energy just being very curious uh, about how i think curiosity is 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 key and just be like okay let's let's just try this meditation stuff um so sometimes it's very light and sometimes um it can be a little bit more sophisticated in techniques um but just step by step that's how i take them through 
and this uh, works. We have people now who signed up for the seventh month. So they've been meditating with me for seven months, 30 days every time. And in between the challenges, I usually take five, 10 days um, as a break and they continue. They form little groups. So the community is really important and they just continue without me, which is, which is because this is, yeah, from wanting to learn how to meditate or wanting to meditate, you go into, I'm, I'm a practitioner. And whether that's three times a week or every day, it doesn't really matter, but just to, it's like brushing your teeth. It becomes part of your daily ritual. And that, yeah, and exactly. yeah you know, the more confirmation that you get that it actually works or that people say, you've changed. I don't know, well, how, what, what's different? Or how can you relax? It's like, well, why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. So let's summarize, let's put it into tangible benefits for, for those that are still a bit skeptical about yoga and meditation, right? What are the key benefits of yoga and meditation in your mind? Um, How do you train your a, brain? What, what is it exactly that's the benefit there from yoga and meditation? Is that you learn how to see them things from a different perspective right i think this is one of the key aspects for me personally um is that you can see and take a step back what i said in the react and the respond take a step back and see what's really going on uh two is that you have you get a certain trust in yourself and in the flow of life without sounding too spiritual but it's like you can you can start relaxing and start trusting that things will work out. Okay. I think this is really important. Uh, the awareness, of course, it's like, what am I putting in my mouth? How do I start my day? And this is key. I mean, the, the, this thing <laughs> is next to most people's beds. And the first thing that you do in the morning is you check, which means that you're already late because you need to start responding. And just being aware of saying a little gratitude, for example, this could be your meditation, just gratitude that you made it another day, another day to mess up or another day to make it really great and to be creative and to breathe for five minutes and just be like, okay, thank you. What am I grateful for? So building in that awareness so that you can be creative instead of starting to respond instantly. Um, that would be number three. Um, number four is the whole physical aspect. It, it really does change. Your memory gets better. Most people sleep a lot better. You've got the stress hormones that decrease. And this is not, this is not yoga talk. This is scientific and scientifically proven. Um, and you become aware once again of um, the body. Your body. It's like you can start healing yourself. That sounds a bit too far, but you do notice, for example, that you've been sitting all day. It's like just becoming more aware and the body tells you, okay, you need to move a little bit or let's not go for pizza and uh, Coke this evening, but let's not eat or let's, let's, let's have something light or, or you need to eat. 
<laughs> a lot yeah. of people don't eat. You need to eat. You need to put some vegetables in there. Um, so for me, I can go on for six hours, huh? <laughs> but um, there's 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 so many benefits. Um, and these are big benefits, right? You learn, yes. but let's summarize them. You said you learn how to evaluate the situation, really how to assess the situation. You learn how to respond appropriately rather than actually rushing into, into an answer, rushing into a situation where you may find yourself arguing for no reason or becoming stressed or becoming yeah. angry. That's really important. Trust yourself. That's the second benefit that you mentioned. And then, of course, you have the third and fourth mind awareness that allows you to be more creative, that allows you to be more grateful in life. And then body awareness, very important. Yeah. And to be honest, I've, I've seen so many people, including myself, once you start with yoga and meditation, you even understand, and I'm sure you've seen that so many times, when you're in pain, how to listen to your body, right? What is happening in your body exactly? You're more in tune. So very big benefits there for all those that are still skeptical out there. Important to remind them of that. Yeah. And I believe it's, um, I think the the... Uh, Paul Grilly, who's a yin yoga teacher, he said about my book that I make yoga very practical. And the second book will be making meditation really practical because it is, it, it's, it couldn't be more practical. It's like just the, the intention, for example, the intention you can use the whole time. What is your intention when you go into a Zoom meeting? What is your intention when you go and meet a friend? Just, just what is your intent? How do you want to feel when you come out of the meeting? Lovely. Lovely. You, you can bring that into, and this is one of the main things that meditation is teaching me as well. Just the, what is my intention here? Love it. What do I want to bring? So just to close the conversation, tell me what's your biggest advice to anyone who wants to start with yoga? and meditation, what would you advise them? Where to start from um, or any tips really that you have? The best meditation and the best yoga that you can do ever out there is the one that you do. I <laughs> <laughs> think that is just the biggest advice or the invitation is there to just give it a try. If you like my voice, go to SoundCloud, check it out, not tomorrow, now, make 10 minutes, there's 10 minute meditations, take that 10 minutes, just experience what it does. If my voice is not the one, check out any other one on YouTube. Just type in relaxing meditation. You can choose with music, without music, just giving that a try and just seeing it as a treat that it's all out there which is great these days it's just it's it's amazing that everything is just a, a, a typo away um so to, to really try it and how to get started yoga classes as well there's so many i mean yogainternational.com you get free yoga classes just give it a try love it perfect Thank you, Rachel. That has been such an insightful conversation. I've loved talking about yoga and meditation with you. You have so much to tell us about, I'm sure. So tell me a bit where everyone can find you, really, because I know you're active on, on Instagram, uh, you're active on SoundCloud, of course. 
uh, and Clubhouse. There are lots of talks that, there that are happening many hours throughout the day. So tell us a little bit where people can find you and how to sign up for your amazing retreats as well. Yes, um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, and I am all over the place at times, <laughs> yes. It's because of all this meditation, but it's true. Is I say it with a smile um, and a giggle, but it is true. You become so much more productive because you can focus. It's like, what is important? So the um, meditations, there's five free meditations. You could do a five-day meditation challenge, for example, which is free, uh, rachelbonking.com and um, the Re Revealing Vajra retreats are on that website as well. So Revealing Vajra, Vajra meaning diamond, the diamond within. And yeah. uh, Instagram says it all as well. Then you can just follow the, the, the link in bio as usual. So that's also my name, Rachel Bonking. And if people have any questions, I keep saying that, lots of people do that, which is great. Um, if they have any questions or doubts or remarks or just want to have a talk, um, they can always contact me. I mean, via DM on Instagram, I answer. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for joining me today and for giving us some great advice today on yoga and meditation um, and making us all really excited uh, to start <laughs> with yoga and meditation. And for Yay. me, keep going really. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes. And if they want to read a book about the yoga sutras, um, but then explained in a very practical way, I hardly use any Sanskrit, um, but it's the 10 principles of the yoga philosophy made very, very practical, how you can bring them into daily life. I gave some examples during the interview here. That's flex your mind. Flex your mind, people. Fantastic. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Welcome. Welcome.